in the middle this is your girl adele clarice shout out to stuck in the middle podcast we love you guys general i feel like i'm stuck in the middle stuck in the middle podcast big shout out to the family i'm talking reflex aka chewy and the rest of the gang hey make sure you bring all your important information your art everything in the dmv doesn't matter where you are at come to the dmv to stuck in the middle podcast that's where it's happening welcome to another episode of stuck in the middle podcast we are blessed uh to have your attention at this moment however uh whatever you wherever you're consuming this podcast right now what are you driving what are you washing dishes what are you you know what I'm saying you just you just kicking back and watching us on youtube we appreciate you uh it's raining where i am right now in maryland we are blessed to have uh sister kimani uwan on the podcast one of the, the three uh, uh truth table podcast we're gonna get into the new book that's coming out but first want to do some housekeeping if you are checking us out for the first time definitely subscribe hit the bell notifications so you get updates every time i drop something new and uh, send us a text, man. Send us an email. Let us know who you want on the podcast. And we will go ahead and get that straight. This is our five-year anniversary, much like Truth Table. So, you know what I'm saying? We celebrating, celebrating. And uh, yeah, appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. Listen, like I said, we have incredible guests today. Uh, she is Ekemini Uwan, one of the hosts of Truth Table Podcast, a podcast by Black women and for Black women, where they tackle topics like politics, race, culture, and Gender issues from a Christian worldview. Appreciate you joining us, sister Kimberly. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Congrats on five years. No, yeah, it's five know, years for us too. <laughs> I know. When I was yeah, when I was doing research, I was like, you're five years already. Like, how how has that been for you? Like, is has it been a bleep or has it been like, man, this is this has been a long five years? Uh, it's been. It's been. I mean. I think probably long because of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been going on for two years. I think prior to that, if that never happened, I don't, I think I'd be like, whoa, that really flew. Although Mm -hmm. podcasting is hard work though. It is hard work. It is. A lot of people jump into the game. I'm like, hey, listen, you, you gotta, you gotta talk for uh, for a lot and you gotta have different topics. You don't want to bore your audience. There's more than meets the eye. Okay. There's a lot of work behind the scenes, but honestly, if the pandemic never happened. I would say, man, that really flew, even though it's hard work. I, I would still be surprised like, wow, five years, but with the pandemic, everything feels like drawn mm-hmm. out, right? And yeah. long and extended. So, um, so yeah, so five years tracks, you know, um, yeah. and now we're in our sixth season. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And yeah, congrats to you all five years in the podcasting game. Is, yeah. It's, it's, it's a long time. It's a it's long rare, time. That's a long time. That's some OG status exactly so. <laughs> so to recap you in new york oh no 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 no! i'm, I'm in the dmv now oh you move back to the welcome back to the to the dark side <laughs> ah the dark side that's the dark side so how does it work now with truth table i know uh christina and and uh it's michelle so they you guys are still scattered around in different parts of the nation so how does truth table work now in season five uh, well, it's season six now. Season six. We went into season six. Yeah. We're starting off. Season six started in March. And so, uh, yes, yeah, so we're, we're still remote and we still record um, um, on our recording platform. We use Zencaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's actually, technically, it's actually me and Christina going forward. Mm-hmm. You will hear Michelle, though. Um, through the season, like as we're promoting the book, because the book is the culmination of our work as a trio. Um, but yeah, we're still recording from our respective locations and making it happen. That's how it's always been from the beginning. Um, and that's how it will be until 
it ends, yeah. you know. Um, I was, yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say because like for casual fans like me, or for you know really invested fans like me, there's three sisters on on, on the cover, and you know from from season one, it's always been three. Yeah, but lately it's just you and and, and Michelle. So where, where, what's I don't know if it's public knowledge. Where's the third person? Where's Michelle? Yeah, so Michelle. Okay, yeah, no, great question. So um, I and again because of Instagram and social media algorithms, like things get lost, and so um, so it will be addressed on the show. Um probably later on in this season when we record the other book episodes, because we're going to be going through each chapter um, of, of the book. There's 12 chapters. Um, and each of us wrote four. Mm -hmm. And um, so Michelle is going to be um, doing her, dedicated to her work in the movement for Black Lives. She's an organizer. Okay. And then mm -hmm. also, she's also a pastor now, senior pastor now. Mm -hmm. And they're in St. Louis. And y'all, pastoring is a full, that's like two full-time jobs <laughs> in one. And so on top of that, she's an organizer, she's a mother, she just has a lot on her plate. And so it was just time for her to transition and be able to focus on those commitments that she has there in St. Louis. And so that's why she's gonna be leaving, or technically has already left, but this book is now, True Stable Black Women's Musings on Life, Love and Liberation is the culmination of our work as a trio. And so I think it really uh, encapsulates um, or encapsulates our work uh, mm -hmm. together for the course of these five years. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, life shifts and changes. Yeah. What can you do, you know? Exactly. And we I mean, gonna be, we're not gonna be podcasting for 20 plus years anyway, you know, everything has to come to a, a close, you know, eventually. <laughs> nah, for sure. And she's always gonna be a part of the family. Like I said earlier, you know, you're, you, you've been on the podcast on Stuck in the Middle before. And your episode with us, I think it was like 2017. It's actually one of our most watched. Yeah, 2017. It's been a minute. I can't believe that. I did not know. I don't I that was news to me. I did I know you all said it did well, but I didn't know I didn't yeah, know it was yeah. like the most watched one. That's so interesting. Why yeah, do you I think mean, that is? I'm curious about that. Uh, I think I, just you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you just got, you just got the clout. <laughs> just you and also the topic, I think was it was very interesting. Uh it's you know, we're not not necessarily known as a faith topic so something different i think our audience you know wanted to to, to to hone in and find out what exactly what you were about and also you know just the audience that you carry but also with everything that's good there is some bad it's also one of the episodes that we have a lot of you know back backlash as far as the comments i'm curious because this is something that i know you deal with how do you how do you deal with with online social media and your tweets that you know say strike nerves with a lot of different people it too much honestly and maybe i don't know maybe i'm just i don't know and maybe that's just because i'm like nigerian and i don't know I, I don't know i don't know what it is i just don't really pay a lot of attention to, <laughs> to my critics i will say though that um we do have to be able to receive truth from people mm -hmm. even if they they have set themselves up as our enemies even if they are our interlocutors um i think that you still have to be like wait a minute is this this could critique valid are they saying something that actually that i need to maybe check um and so i'm not i'm not above critique or above um uh, you know above being uh criticized or anything like that i'm, I'm in the public square right so it, it that just kind of comes with the territory everybody's not gonna like you everybody's not gonna agree with what you have to say <laughs> or even how you say it and so sometimes if i if i feel like there are some valid critiques or, or something going on i'll go check it with my um community i'll go i'll pray about it i will take it to my prayer closet and i will actually run it through the word and be like huh is it does this person have a point so i don't i don't really worry too much about um 
you know, about critics, you know, mm -hmm. or haters or however you want to, mm -hmm. or enemies or how, however yeah. you want to think about it. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think too, too much about it. That's so funny that I didn't know that there was like a little backlash. I feel like there's a little yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you, you know, in every comment section digging and it's everywhere. You know what I mean? You, you're always going to have backlash. You know, like you said, you just gotta, you know, keep the work going forward. And I'm happy that that's something that's in your mind. Like, you know, I just gotta keep the, the kingdom work going forward that you do it so well. I try, I try, <laughs> you know, it's not, um, I'm not perfect, that's for sure. But I, I really mm -hmm. do try to um, make sure that I am honoring God um, mm -hmm. in all that I do. I try my best. Of course I fall short, nobody's perfect, like we all do, but I do try, um, yeah. particularly being in the public square, really, really important you know, mm -hmm. to live a life that's congruent, if you will. And so yeah. that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah. All, yeah, these, all these years now, all these yeah. years. Speaking of all these years, you know, saying like we mentioned season six of Truth Table, what has been like, you know, you know, with Michelle, you know, going and doing, you know, her thing as far as like the calling the pastorship, what has been some of y'all struggles in this five years and how have y'all been able to overcome it and now publishing a book, you know, saying that that's, that's an incredible feat. Oh man, well, you know, yeah, thank Outside you. Outside of the pandemic, you know, so that's that's like okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, writing in a pandemic. Ah, mm. uh, we all just deserve like bonuses and stuff for like producing for during the pandemic. I'm just for saying. Um, uh, I, you know, I, the challenge is honestly sometimes financial. Or if I'm really being honest, it's financial. It's funding. You know what I mean? It's funding. It's like um, there's just a sense in which it just can be difficult. Um, to be able to get the funding, the grants and things that are needed as um, Black women, Black women-owned business, technically, um, especially one that is just so ministry forward, right? And so, uh, which unapologetically, we are Christian. Um, and so that's been a big thing. There's a lot of things that we want to do, but money holds us back. Like literally our social media manager that we just you know hired this year, um, was like, oh, she was asking about a perk, like wondering, can y'all give this to the launch team, right? We have like a, a book launch team of like 30 people. And I was like, well, girl, I don't know if we can uh, afford, I want to, we want to, but I don't know if we can afford to give them that. And so, <laughs> so it's been, financial is huge. Financial is huge. And then um, dealing with just our own individual lives, right? Life is, this is not the totality of our lives. Truth Table is not the totality of our lives. And I mean, and not to mention Truth Table has expanded. So there's Truth Table, the podcast, but we also have Get in the Word with, with um, right. Get in the Word with Truth Table, where me and Christina read the Bible daily and pray daily. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. can get in the Word with us. Um, and, I mean, where can you go to hear Black women read? Where can you go to just hear Black people reading the Bible, period? Um, and then much less, uh, uh, how much more Black women? And mm -hmm. so that's a new podcast that we lost, but that's daily. And that is work. Right, right, <laughs> reading right. the whole Bible every day, I have to make sure I have my recordings done. They are done for this mm -hmm. week. Um, First you know, break so, into Leviticus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my goodness, well, Leviticus is a beast. And so yeah. like, in there and numbers, I just, I'm, I'm in Judges now. Mm -hmm. It's also beastly. And so, um, and so doing that, so we've expanded, we have a Black Women's Discipleship Facebook group. So we got to manage that and coordinate and get teachers in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that puts demands on our time. And then on top of that, we just, we have our own individual platforms in ministry he's like christina has a whole nother book called faithful anti-racism that she just put out that she's trying to promote at the same time as this book i have a solo book that i'm going to be working on toward the end well i don't have the book deal yet i'm going to be working on the proposal 
so you know toward the end of the year this this um this year too so we have a lot of things going on like i said like like even uh, michelle with her her life is busy so it can be hard to schedule and to get the the um get the podcast going like all right y'all we need this episode somehow some way we got to record this episode <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's the busyness of our schedules it's our lives right um then the pandemic right somebody's sick somebody has covid somebody there's all types of things that can you know that can happen uh, that are completely out of your control um yeah. and then expanding which is good but there's growing pains with that so yeah yeah so it's trying so- to juggle and manage all those things so, you know what I'm saying? Like, in my opinion, Truth Table is, is a teaching podcast. It's also a place for discussion, you know what I'm saying? Like a safe haven, a safe space. When do y'all get the time in all of this to like, you know what I'm saying, internalize what you learn from, you know, reading the word. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to bring in a Truth Table and, you know, and pass it on to my sisters, pass it on to the brothers, pass it on to, you know, in the faith community and people outside the faith community. Yeah, well, you know, um, this is, I think the good thing about Truth Table is that, um, and, and even the book um, is that we are, living this is we don't compartmentalize our lives right that we are embodied souls and so it's not as if like this is in my theology bucket Mm. (laughs) this is in my business bucket and then this is in my church bucket no like all of these things they're mutually informing right what we believe about god shows up in the way that we live it shows up in the way i conduct my business it shows up in the way that i treat my neighbors right it shows up in the way i treat my, my enemies right? Um, it shows up, uh, in how I show up publicly, privately, you know? So, um, so I don't, so it's not as if like, it's like, okay, I gotta, this thing happened and I gotta now go, I mean, we're praying, right? We're doing these things and now I gotta come up with an analysis for this so I can bring it to the show. No, we're just, we're thinking women. And so we're just always thinking about these things, thinking uh, critically and thinking analytically, you know, about the subjects and the culture and um, the issues, you know, of the day and thinking about that from um, a Christian lens, right? Um, and then also a critical lens and just applying it. So it, it's just, it's an overflow, I would say, of just our own spiritual disciplines. Yes, of prayer and reading the word, um, but also that's just, that's how we're wired. So <laughs> so we think about these things, um, at least from from a, from an analytical um, perspective. So when we yeah. get on Q's table, you're just hearing our thoughts really mm, yeah. um it's, it's not like planned out like it's just organic <laughs> yeah yeah no, i dig it you mentioned getting the word with truth table um it's something i've been following this one it's fairly new when did that when did that get birth the idea you know what I'm saying like you, you you talked a little bit about it but to read the word every day and you know what I'm saying like just you pray yeah so um this is the seed form of an idea that the lord gave me many years ago um and i was very very close to striking a deal um with a publishing company um but uh, truthfully due to their racism they did not move forward because they just could not imagine uh uh, uh, the whole bible being read by black women and not and non-black women of color they couldn't they couldn't imagine it so like the, like because the white voice was not going to be centered because everywhere you go Bible gateway that's what that's what you hear right, yeah, <laughs> like you can't you were that's what you hear mm-hmm. you know and so um so we were like so this the publisher IVP reached out and they're like man we really really love your idea but we don't have the money to fund like the totality of your idea but what if we did a podcast where um, Truth Table just read the word um, and. You're like, okay, that might work. And you're like, maybe that's the seed form. And that maybe this 
this would might you know maybe because of the attention that it will gather maybe that will lead to um the the the, the big idea that you have um or had originally for this and so that's how we ended up doing it and so we we produced it um we we came up with the concept totally from top to bottom co-wrote the theme song and everything Mm -hmm. people can part. find it on you know everything spotify yes. getting the word with truth table daily you know a praying reading of the word so definitely go check that out uh, <laughs> i want to talk about audio reading because i you know familiar with it reading my own book as well talk about how it was for you reading your even though you wrote it you know your chapters how hard that was reading it for the audio portion of truth table but which people can pre-order right now Oh yeah, that's it. Oh, you know, nobody's nobody's really asked me about the audio um, side, and I always forget to mention it. I should mention it, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so first of all, y'all, Truth Table it is a podcast, right? And so it's like this: the book has really come into. It's like the podcast in the book. Honestly, we we tried our best to translate that, and I I think we did that successfully, actually. Um, and so it was interesting. So you the interludes, you'll hear all three of us, you know, bantering like we do on the show. You're mm -hmm. gonna hear our voices interspersed in the interludes in the introduction oh so it's not like like a normal like you know audio book where it's just you just read so it's like a production production oh it's a production okay. it's a production and i have not actually talked about this but yeah that's actually important to say it's mm -hmm. <laughs> so like you know that's important for people to know like mm -hmm. you're actually going to hear us all read the read our words mm -hmm. and so yeah from the intro you'll hear all of us and then the interludes, you'll hear us all. And then chapter one, you're going to hear me. Then you'll hear Michelle. Then you'll hear Christina. Then it's like ping pong. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're all reading our own chapters. And so I think that's really cool. You're really getting like a real, like you, and I am sure, and people always say this to us, whenever I listen to Truth Table, I feel like I'm at the table with you. And uh, the mm -hmm. brothers will be like, oh, I know I'm not at the table because I'm a brother, but <laughs> I'm in the standing room session and I just feel like I'm right there. <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Flying the wall. <laughs> exactly, like I, like I feel like flying the wall. Like So I think they're gonna really love the audio because mm -hmm. they're really gonna feel like they are at the table um with us and in the room with us so yeah that was really cool um i think getting the word with truth table helps me help me big time mm -hmm. in reading my own chapters because and not to say that that was easy it was not mm -hmm. but after you start reading the bible every day out loud which is much different than reading quietly to yourself right. or you know just in the the confine of your own home in your own room in your prayer closet that's completely different than being recorded and saying these old testament names out loud and pronouncing the locations and you know i, I was like you know i think it really aided me in reading the mm -hmm. book and so of course there were times that i had to re rerun run lines and things when i'm reading but but it wasn't as intimidating probably because i've been reading the word since january 1. Right. i'm getting the word with truth table there's that we're at a day 103 now i think something like that so mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so, no, yeah I'm, 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 I'm looking for, i'm looking forward to you know it's like driving that's you know audiobook is definitely my my, my lane now this, okay. i'm sure i'm sure this is the first of you know you mentioned you got a book coming out in the future i'm sure but this is one of you know many truth table collect collection of books uh and in this one y'all y'all tackle a host of different topics i was blessed you know to read a few first few chapters yeah. i got you know media's you know early copy i ain't gonna i ain't gonna, I ain't gonna you know what i'm saying i ain't gonna flex nobody but y'all <laughs> tackle a bunch of topics like you know worship activism colorism you know you just get right into it yeah. i'm curious what 
black futuristic or futuristic blackness is that's that's something i was like huh i'm curious what what is that about you that you guys also tackle in the book you're gonna have to read that chapter (laughs) um that's the one on uh uh diaspora dreams that's Mm -hmm. the closing chapter of the book the concluding chapter of the book and that's that's my chapter that's my fourth and final chapter so i opened the book and um i closed the book and so um that book i'm sorry that chapter is about um trying to bridge that the divide and the chasm um, mm-hmm. between African-Americans, Africans, Caribbean folk, um, mm-hmm. vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, all the many d- directions um, that that chasm, you know, has been formed uh, due to tra- the transatlantic slave trade. Um, and of course the infiltration of white supremacy, which was meant to keep us apart from one another and meant to divide us so that we can't see that our, our actual common bond, <laughs> our Africanness, mm-hmm. our collective Africanness. And so, um, and, and which ultimately our collective blackness. And so that was important for me to write that chapter, not only because of my own social location as, um, as, uh, at West African, although born here, born well, born in Cal- born and raised in California, um, first gen, but um, also because of my own ethnic um, uh, um, lineage, uh, mm-hmm. being Ibibio, and um, knowing that close to upwards of one million Ibibio people were snatched in the transatlantic slave trade, so that's not a small thing. So when I talk about when we say African Americans are our cousins, that's not a that's not like ah play play thing. That's for real. Like you know, so so it, you know they belong to a people to a land, um, mm-hmm. and so that was really really important for me to explicate that. But not only that, but to also foretell what is to come. So the beautiful Pan African reunion that we're going to experience in glory in in heaven. Um, and I think that's really really important for people to see and to remember to always lay hold of that and don't forget that what we have right now, this world, this is not the end. This is not that we are passing through and what, but what are we going to, (laughs) what do we have to look forward to? And so for me, it was really, really important, um, to be able to, uh, to foretell, um, about what's to come, you know, and talk about Genesis and talk about revelation and and what that will look like when we don't have to wipe tears anymore, when we're going to be reunited. Uh, with those whom we've been disconnected from and, and just the reclamation of language, reclamation of ethnicity, uh, the casting down of race, because mm-hmm. race is made up, <laughs> you know, and like, and, and, and just the, just, just restoration um, of all things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just the destruction of all of these false and fake categories and the, the, uh, the, the legacy of colonialism and imperialism and slavery. Right. I mean, you talk about Nigeria. That's a case study and obviously slavery and colonialism. Nigeria, right. the, the title itself is a colonial name mm-hmm. that's made up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's technically it is a made up country. These are made up boundaries, um, you know, so so it's really important. That to me was really important to be able to write that that chapter. That one is mm-hmm. brand spanking. New. Like that was completely. Yeah, it's something I've been thinking about. And turning over in my mind for a long time now. So, yeah, man, definitely gonna pick up the book, check that chapter out, yo. Um, check it out. What can what can people, you know, who don't understand the black experiences, black, you know, love, black, you know, struggles? Uh, what what can they learn about how to know and love black people after reading this book? Oh well, if you don't understand, you will understand after reading this book. Okay, so <laughs> you will understand. 
also, um, because I think sometimes people don't have language. I think sometimes, um, particularly, I, I, I think, I think you know, you know, intuitively. I would say, you, I, I, particularly Africans know intuitively, but when you come over here, you don't know until you come over here what time it is. You really don't. You know what I mean? Particularly if you came from Cameroon, came from Nigeria, came from Ghana, you came. You don't know. You don't know about, um, you know about tribalism, you know what I mean? You know about those things, but you don't know about, and, well, and if you had some interaction with, you know, uh, um, some white folks there, then you you maybe could pick up like, uh, you know, some racism, but you probably don't have the language for it. You know, you don't mean, meaning you don't have the terminology. You know, you don't know, you, you don't know how to name your experience. You know, something might be wrong. So intuitively, you know, something's off and you know, you've been mistreated. You know, you've been mishandled. Um, you know, you're probably invest, um, experiencing even the vestiges of colonialism, even the ways that um, um, sometimes we show up in like preferencing light skin over dark skin or you see skin bleaching. Like those are all vestiges of colonialism. So don't tell me you don't know what's going on like, you know from a practical standpoint you just don't have the language maybe and so i think this book will provide language to be like ah that's what i was experiencing oh that's why i didn't get that job oh that's because i'm because i'm darker or because i'm like you know what i mean like oh oh i get it now there was there was something about the way that i was treated in that scenario and i just could not put my finger on it right but but we in this book, we are giving you language. We're giving you, cause you're, you're, I think by opening up our lives, like we've done in this book, by giving you historical facts, giving you the socio, sociological um, um, categories for you to understand these and the terminology, we're also opening up our lives because we know that our lives are an entry point for people to begin to examine their own experience, to be like, oh, I thought that too. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, Oh, I did that too. And if you didn't do it too, but I know somebody that did do that. And I tried to, you know, like, you know, you know, you, you know, these things, these situations and issues are not, they're right. They're right here. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, right. they're right here, but sometimes we just don't have the language and that's, that's nobody's fault. That's nobody's fault. Um, but when you know better, you do do better. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for, for people to pick up the book so that they can begin to learn more and just, and I think it just, um, it just gives you a nice comprehensive view on a whole bunch of topics you know mm -hmm. um it's it, from from marriage divorce singleness to, to colorism to forgiveness that's applicable to everybody <laughs> we all got somebody to forgive and we right. all need to be forgiven right um to movement like so if you want to understand what's going on this book definitely talks about yeah. all of the things yeah, especially as black women who are marginalized right mm -hmm. and so we're we're not only marginalized because of our race but also because of our gender mm. right um and we know that and, and we know and particularly as african people african women know what, what patriarch the wages of patriarchy practically they may not be able to name it but they know <laughs> how they've been cast aside they know how they've been mistreated even within their own family uh, even by their own spouses sometimes so so i think it, it helps to give some language there but hope I would say hope too, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, one thing that I know, you know, from experience in my book is was like the editing process, you know, was it was tough because this this stuff that you wrote, you're like, man, I gotta take that out. I gotta, you know, go back and add this in. What's something that you know people would not see in this, you know, twelve chapters that didn't make the edit cut, the editing cut that you oh, people are gonna hear? 
that didn't people make are here it. now, you know, and only here right now. Spill the tea. <laughs> that didn't make it. Oh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm literally scanning the chapters. Well, what's funny is actually this hidden in plain sight, a single black woman's manifesto, my other chapter. I was surprised by what was left in. I was like, wait a minute now. I thought you were going to cut some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're not cutting anything. I was like, oh no. <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot. I shared a lot uh, here. Uh, so I was like, that's odd. Um, so I would say that that um, that was a surprise. But there, I mean, there was so much more I could have talked about in that chapter, but it's just, it was already long. It's the longest chapter in the book. And so I was like, I, I can't go no further. I don't, I, I've over, I've over, I've taken too many liberties with this chapter. It's too long. Um, or it's not too long, but it's just, it's just longer than the other ones. And so I was like, oh, I got to stick to my word count on the other ones. I would say probably the colorism one. It's not, I don't, I mean, I could have probably talked about how colorism maps onto black men. But because the book is about, I mean, book it is by black women for black women. I wanted to really stay true to that. Um, but I could have taken probably maybe a paragraph, you know, to talk about. And for men, this is how color colorism shakes out. But honestly, I think I think it is up to a man to actually write that because I think there needs to be more work um, on how colorism shows up for men mm. and so i would have loved like to have done that if i could have but uh but i'm also kind of like i don't know if that was really my place to do that anyway um and so that's something i probably would have wanted to explore um a little bit more but other than that i do feel like i said much of what i wanted to say i don't feel like i was like ah oh, i didn't you know i didn't get to say this i wish i could have added that you know um for the most part i feel good about what's what's in there <laughs> so. yeah 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 and people can definitely pick it up pre-order right now um book is coming out april 26th you know okay. everywhere everywhere ring, look at that cover <laughs> yo it's, it's, it's a nice cover i ain't gonna, it's a nice cover thank you yeah thank yeah yeah, you yeah. So much. so you, yeah, you, you hey shout out you know the, the, aaron, the robinson. aaron k robinson is the, the illustrator of for our book it's just she did a marvelous job she's the one that illustrates Every all every season of Truth Table, we change our artwork. We turn into morph into different people, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so every season she changes the artwork for us. We tell her, okay, we're gonna be doctors this season. Uh, this year we need the Pan African flag because we're talking about reparations, <laughs> and she does. Every year she blows our mind. And so she really outdid herself with the cover. It's beautiful. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, nice. it's real solid. I love it. Um, you're a theologian. Uh, Christina is an educator. Uh, Michelle, an organizer. Uh, here on Stuck in Middle, you know, we, we're all about, you know, encouraging the next person, the next theologian. And, you know, also, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, I'm curious how a theologian, you know, manages the, the, the living, you know what I mean? And how you sustain yourself. <laughs> and yeah. It's see. yeah, I would like to know, Jesus. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello, Jesus. <laughs> um, you know, it's been serious, serious serious sacrifice you know mm. this calling is a it's a weighty call it's a heavy call it's a hard call um i love what i do i'm grateful you know for the calling i'm grateful to be walking my purpose um i get up you know because I'm, I'm motivated you know uh by what i do uh i'm grateful to be a servant of the lord a public servant you know of the lord but it's hard it's hard there's not, there's not, there's not at least for me I, and maybe I just ain't doing it right, but there ain't a lot of money in this now. Um, <laughs> God has been keeping me. God has been keeping me. And people hear book deals and pay when I... Look, listen, uh, unless you 
like I mean there are there's a select few that's really like making bank like that. And remember, this is a book that's co-authored by three right, people, right. right? So whatever advance you have, you're you're splitting by three, and you're paying your agent. Hello, <laughs> you know, like there's just all these things. So in the end, you're not really like it's not like you're not making bank like that. You got to really do this because you believe in the importance of the gospel and spreading the gospel and doing the Lord's will and trusting that God will do the math. You know, and that God and that God will continue to sustain you and keep. And the Lord has sustained me and keep me, kept me. But the years have been lean. I'm not gonna lie to you. The years have been lean. I've been doing this since 2000, ooh, 2016, more officially, I'd say 2016 now. So I'm like, dang, that's been going on six years. Time's going. How that happened? <laughs> But yeah, it, it's been hard. It's been tough, you know, because I had a, my life was so completely different. You know, mm -hmm. I used to do like, um, yeah, I was in corporate America, you know, all that, you know, there was nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that um, in and of itself. But God called me, you know, to go in a completely different direction. And um, and that was shocking and still is like, OK, God, but I'm just trusting and believing that the Lord will come through, yeah. you know, yeah. with um a, a, a little bit more it, it it'll harvest will come eventually you know and and you know what ultimately jesus is my harvest and so so yeah it, it's been a faith walk it's been a faith walk not only financially but really i've had to walk by faith and not by sight i didn't have any models i didn't have anybody to look to like okay i'm gonna model myself after that person i didn't have that oh, didn't yeah, that, that, you, that's actually my next question so oh, who, you okay. to? who are your heroes who are, you, who are your heroes and teachers right now <laughs> any as far as like in public theology i didn't have any models mm -hmm. i did not have any um anybody to look to uh mm -hmm. that did what i do what that did what i do now now i have contemporaries that do what i do I, we were starting at the same time probably but i didn't have anybody to model myself after at all mm -hmm. and nobody to my left or to my right at the time when i first started it was just like okay i'm just walking i didn't know what public theology was i didn't know any mm -hmm. of that i just didn't know what that was i really was walking by faith and not by sight. And so um, if there's any models or heroes or people that I look up to in the faith, it's my grandma, my praying grandma, who's the one that catechized me, raised me in the faith, taught me, um, taught me, you know, how to pray, taught me uh, uh, um, some Abibio songs, taught me, uh, 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 taught us the Lord's Prayer, taught us John 3.16 from the King James Bible, taught us everything. You know, you know what I mean? Like fundamentally, like that was the first theologian I ever encountered. And I'm so grateful. And she's still in the land of the living. Thank God. She's always ready to meet Jesus, always has been since I was six. Um, so <laughs> she came to the country probably when I was, uh, gosh, how old was I? I don't even know. I, maybe actually, I'm sorry, maybe about eight or nine. She's been here for a long time long time she's a citizen votes and everything but um, my family <laughs> for a long time but um but yeah i just i just i just i didn't have those models so probably mm -hmm. definitely my grandmother definitely my mom but also i would say my mentor stephanie evans is huge for me um i need to call her i haven't talked to her in a minute I <laughs> so, it's like i owe her a phone call i've been busy with this book launch but those are the people that i look to you know um faithful faithful saints who have been walking with the lord for a long time much longer than I have, been further down the road um, than me. Um, they've been huge for me. And then I have like historical models like Nanny Helen Burroughs, you know, Mary Church Terrell, these women that are public women of faith um, that were carrying a torch, you mm -hmm. know, and doing it without shame, 
you know, mm. and so, so yeah, walking by faith, brother, yeah. walking by yeah. faith. Yeah, so. for sure. yeah, for sure. So we can give us a little bit. I know you, you know, you are a thrifter. You love thrifting. Yeah, I'm I curious. What, huh? I, was, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I haven't gone thrifting. In all right. <laughs> yeah, speaking of what, what are your, your top two favorite, you know, uh, thrift stores to hit up in the DMV or Philly, New York area? Oh boy. Um, you know what? I don't have a particular favorite out like I, I like Salvation Army actually. Mm -hmm. I just like to go into a Salvation Army. I just feel like you can get a whole lot of little goodies there. What's your favorite uh, department as soon as you walk in to head into? I don't I do they have departments like that? <laughs> I don't know if they really have departments like that. I mean, I clothes is where I go first mm -hmm. and then yeah. or wait, is it yeah, clothes. And then I'll probably go to the shoes. Yes, I'll get some shoes if they're cute. Mm -hmm. um, and they look like they're clean and I can go clean them myself. Um, and so the clothes, the shoes, and then jewelry, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think if I'm wearing a, is this one thrifted? Oh, I don't think these, I don't think this is thrifted and this mm -hmm. is not thrifted. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Salvation Army, probably, mm -hmm. you know, you, I, I, I feel like I can't really lose mm -hmm. uh, there, but there is a favorite vintage store um thrift store that i love so much it is in san diego california and it is called flashback mm -hmm. oh my goodness i love that store so mm -hmm. whenever i go to san diego which is not often i haven't been to san diego in many years but when i go i have to set aside some money because i'm like i gotta go to flash i gotta hit up i gotta hit up flashback so yeah <laughs> definitely you know before we round up i want to do a, a quick segment uh called explain that post you know you do a lot of the posting oh. and they you know what I'm saying they they, they 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 do their numbers so i'm gonna pick uh maybe two maybe three posts and you just give some more context you know, just so you know funny. i feel like i haven't been posting lately because i've been pushing this book oh yeah yeah no for sure i, I had to i had to I was scrolling like a. Like I, I, I know because I, I don't. I don't tweet as much anymore because I'm kind of like I told y'all that this thing was gonna happen. Y'all don't listen. You got mad at me instead. So. <laughs> right, so here we go. Here's the one. Uh, you said we can't quote unquote financially piece our way out of racial wealth gap. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you explain it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a tendency, I would say, in um, what in what's true. Actually, all many churches across the board, don't matter black, white, whether African, don't matter, um, where financial peace has like this hold on the church, which you know, um, you know, whatever. There's whole types of critiques. You know, uh, it's not my cup of tea personally, but mm. but um, and you know, managing your money, stewarding it well, very important. Mm. God wants that of us. God calls us to that. Um, but there is a sense in which the program is sometimes marketed in some church spaces as if this is the cure-all and that this is going to land us on equal footing as if student loan debt is not a thing you know as if as if um as if we're not starting behind you know simply in, in this country simply because we are black um add immigrant status on that add undocumented immigrant status on that like wait a minute like we, we can't we cannot financial peace our way out of systemic um, racism and structural issues uh, that are keeping us behind financially, you know? So yes, steward your money, but know that, you know, you can only go, so you can only steward so much, right? You know what I'm saying? If this person has an income of, I don't know, uh, $60,000 and you have an income of 30 and y'all working in the same position <laughs> in the same company, you know, what is financial peace really going to do for you 
<laughs> when you're when you're when you're talking about you know what Billy is getting for sixty thousand at sixty thousand dollars, you know, which obviously these are low numbers, but I'm just throwing that out. You know what I mean? That, that's a, that's a fundamental equity issue, and so uh, so that's what I'm that's what I mean by yeah. that. And really, there's right. reparations I mean. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. One more. Uh, you can't love black people and white supremacy. Yeah, you gotta make a choice. You gotta <laughs> make a choice. You can't like the most, okay? The, the the whole point of white supremacy is is built on anti-blackness. Like <laughs> it is built on either implicit or ex explicit hatred of black people. So, and that's across the board. That's black people all across the world, all over the world. And so, um, whatever kind of black person you are, okay. So, um, so yeah, you can't you can't love both. You need to choose ye this day who you. <laughs> You know, and you're, and you're, and and that's pleasing to God. Yeah. White supremacy is going to go to the pit of hell. Thank God, yeah. with all the other sins, you know. Yeah. So one day it will be cast down. But but I think you see what's happening in Grand Rapids right now with that, um, with that mm. brother that just got murdered by the police, um, yeah. Leoya. I can't mm. remember. I don't remember his first name. Patrick, I think. Patrick, um, yeah. Yeah, Patrick mm -hmm. Leoya mm -hmm. was just mm -hmm. killed. In Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. yeah. um, the, the, and that's that's actually where you know uh, producer of the show, uh, Acom, my brother, leaves Grand Rapids, so that's definitely close to home for him. So I don't. I don't oh know my where. goodness! Okay. Oh, he lives there. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so right now it sounds like things are at a, are somewhat mild, but at any moment it, it could mm -hmm. pick up. Right. You yeah, know, I know yeah. that Sharpton and I, I think Ben Crump are going out yeah. there. Shortly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So so these things are not. You know, I think there's a there's a sense in which. Um, as African people are like, oh, it's not, if we, if we just do this, if we just pay attention, if we just make our great, good grades and we get our engineering job or our doctor job or our nurse job, you know, or, or whatever we think is going to be the golden ticket <laughs> to escaping racism, there is no escape from that. You're black, period. That's what it is. They're not asking you if you're from Congo and that ain't going to help you because they hate Africans too. So, so what are you going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's serious right there. So we are all, none of us are safe. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? None of us are safe and our accolades are not going to save us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, you can't love us. You can you love black people, hate Amen. white supremacy. Let's Amen. all, let's all agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's more and more and more in the book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musing, some life, love and liberations. You see it, the cover is stunning. The book is on pre-order right now. It's out April 26th. Uh, let them know where they can follow you if they want to reach out for more oh, questions. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, thank thank you so much for having me. Uh, yes, do pre-order the book. It is really important because that pre-orders actually send a signal to the power brokers that um, that we the black the thoughts of black people are important. The thoughts of black women in particular are important. We want more of this. You know, it lets them know that okay, I know there's a market for this. We need more books. You know, um, from other black women. Uh, that do this so yeah so pre-ordering is so key really really important when you pre-order you'll get the book the day that it, uh, that it actually launches which is april 26. you can follow me on twitter at sister theology oh actually at sister underscore theology on instagram at sister theology my website is systematictheology.com s-i-s-t-a-m-a-t-i-c theology.com and you can read my articles and see my my videos and 
all the things. Uh, you can pre-order the book, I think, on my website as well. And then you can also follow Truth's Table at Truth's Table on all of those platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I also have a Facebook fan page. It's uh, at Sister Theology. If you look me up, or even if you just type in my name, I believe it'll, yeah. it will come up. So yeah, so thank you so much for having me. No, this has been a blast, um, a pleasure. Definitely, you know, uh, come back again in the future and, you know, much, 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 all the best and, you know, the book, the podcast and everything you got going on. Thank you. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Listen, if you enjoy what you heard, what you listened, definitely hit the subscribe button. Let your mama know, put it in the WhatsApp group chats and everything, send it on your, you know, uh, broadcast list and definitely, definitely pick up the book. Shout out to the entire team for producing this, aka Ma Tutu, Choo Choo, Achiri, uh, and everybody on the team stuck in the podcast. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Stuck in the Middle. This is your girl, Adele Clarice. Shout out to Stuck in the Middle podcast. We love you guys. Mwah. General, I feel like I'm stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle podcast. Big shout out to the family. I'm talking Reflex, aka Achiri, and the rest of the gang. Hey, make sure you bring all your important information, your art, everything in the DMV. Doesn't matter where you are. Come to the DMV to Stuck in the Middle podcast. That's where it's at.